Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up, folks? How's everybody doing? We're in the studio. It's Monday night. I was listening to some Ricky Rose. I'm a boss because I'm feeling like one. And guess what, folks? The San Francisco 49ers pull off the upset against the LA Rams. A lot of talk with the Rams this week. They acquired OBJ. He was making his debut. Von Miller making his debut. Not enough, though. I felt the San Francisco 49ers were clicking on both sides of the ball, and it really, really showed. Jimmy G, very impressive, very accurate, and I love saying that. He was 15 for 19 with 182 yards passing and two scores. I love seeing him accurate. I really do. Jimmy G has a great arm. And I love Kyle Shanahan and that Niners offense because they use the middle of the field. I love that. Debo Samuel, dangerous. We know what George Kittle can do out of the tight end spot. I mean, these guys can ball. They showed what they were truly made of here on primetime television on Monday night and just playing the game turnover free. We talk about that on weeks on our show, and that usually is the story of football games. The team that turns it over less usually, if not all the time, wins the given football game. And the story was drops and missed opportunities from Matthew Stafford, specifically throwing the football. Uh, We saw him miss wide open receivers. We saw him overthrow guys. Yes, he did not get help out of the receiver position. Higby with some key drops. Same with Jefferson. They need to be better. And uh, yeah, the story was the Niners stayed true to who they were. I thought a big decision to go for it. On fourth and long, Kyle Shanahan goes for it, and Jimmy G hits Debo Samuel, and they score the TD on fourth down, fourth and long, and it was very, very impressive. This Rams D usually comes out with more firepower than they did on Monday night, and they looked lackadaisical. Now they have lost two straight, and we all know that. Sean McVay has to regroup with his team. I do think they'll be just fine. But there's a lot to clean up here. We see that Matthew Stafford is now hitting bumps in the road. And my question is, can Matthew respond after a few losses to get back on track? That's yet to be seen. I mean, we know we saw him over with the Detroit Lions, but we didn't see him in many big game situations. You know, here with the Rams, he's going to be in huge games. He's going to be in playoff games. And let's see how he responds and delivers. That game was impressive. And what I was impressed by, more than just a Niners win, they dominated from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. That leaves them right here in the picture in the NFC West. It's a tough division. We all know that. 
we know the Arizona Cardinals are playing well. The Rams are playing well. Seahawks, you know, with Russ's injury and him coming back not 100%, they seem to be disappearing. But the Niners are trying to compete. They are trying to play well-rounded football, and that's what Kyle Shanahan preaches. I think the Niners can be a playoff team. I do think they could slip into that wild card spot, as well as the Minnesota Vikings out of the NFC. But it's yet to be determined. I was listening to Lewis Riddick post-game on Monday night. He said he sees an NFC team out of the wild card making a big run. And I'm excited about that. I think this year of football is more important than any other year. You know why? Anyone can win. Look at what's going on. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Loss by loss again. We don't see that out of the GOAT. But we know his defense is not the same as it was last year. People know that the Bucs are beatable. We know Green Bay catches stride, but they always catch stride. Let's see how they finish. And we know the Saints are in the picture. We know the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings. These are teams that can make a push. And we saw Carolina have a big win on Sunday with Cam Newton scoring and saying, I'm back. The NFC is young, wild, and free, and this is how we love it. And on the AFC side, I'm really impressed with New England. We know they're on a four-game winning streak, but Mac Jones is the story. The kid is great. And I say that because he doesn't try to do too much, folks. Mac Jones plays to his ability, kind of like what Tom Brady did for 20 years in New England. On third and five, he does not look for the long ball. Short passes, long possessions, that's what wins ball games, folks. Come on. And Belichick preparing his defense so well every week. I say that because he's limiting the opposing team's best offensive player, guys. And that's something to be said. I think the New England Patriots are a top three team in the AFC, along with the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. They're really catching stride. They are clicking QB. Their run game looks awesome. Their receivers are coming alive. Hunter Henry and Bourne are finding the end zone, and we love to see that. It's just been an awesome year of football so far. I almost wanted to hit the brakes, folks. I mean, we're already through 10 weeks of the NFL season, and it's been a joy to watch this year. We see weeks like the Dallas Cowboys getting blown out against the Denver Broncos. Then they come back the next week and blow out the Atlanta Falcons. It's just been a pleasure because anyone can beat anyone in the National Football League, and we all know that so, so well. I wanted to break down a little bit of what the Chiefs did on Sunday Night Football, and that is why they blew out the Las Vegas Raiders. They won 41-14, to but Mahomes looked... Mahomes-like, and I love saying that. He threw for five TDs, 406 yards in the ballgame, and connecting with his main target, folks, Travis Kelsey. And yes, he got his swagger back, like he was saying. What I really, really like with Mahomes this past week, one, two, three, back foot in the ground and firing it upfield. He's not leaving the pocket too early. You know, he's being completion-driven instead of big play-driven. And that's huge for the Chiefs right now. We know what Mahomes is capable of when he throws it down the field for big plays to Tyreek Hill. But how about the little things that win championships that the Chiefs are going back to? 
the 10, 12-yard completions to keep drives alive. I love it. I really do. The Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, we've been joking and we've been busting their chops that they haven't had the season that we all thought they would. But guess what? They are back first place in the AFC West. And that is something to be said after a rocky start. I'm really happy for the Chiefs and a lot of credit goes out to Andy Reid and that coaching staff, getting them prepared and having them coach and play on the run feeling out that football game and knowing that if they have to make changes, they will do so throughout the game. And I think the Chiefs are going to be just fine. I think they're actually going to be more than fine. I see them making a run once again. I don't know if it's a championship run, but it's going to be some sort of playoff run. Uh, A few other games I wanted to talk about. The Lions-Steelers end in a tie sloppy football game. I almost felt like neither team wanted to win, so it resulted in a tie for good reason. And earlier in this show, I talked that Tom Brady lost by loss, but in the way he lost was different this week. He was picked off twice, and Taylor Heineke outplayed Tom Brady. I'm not going to say that every Sunday, folks. Heineke, 256 yards passing with a TD. Tom Brady, 220 yards passing, two TDs, two picks. It was very interesting to me to see the Bucks defense break down and have penalties. We didn't see this last year. Yes, the Buccaneers are a little bit banged up in the secondary, but how are they going to click when it matters most? I think their biggest game of the year is next Monday night when they host the Giants. They have to get back on track and get back to championship form. If they keep playing like they've played the last few weeks, anyone can beat them, and I may repeat that. I wanted to talk and wrap up the show here tonight with a little bit of what's been going on in the NFL and the defensive coverages. I'm not loving the cover three shell. I say that for one of two reasons. The first reason is, For you guys at home that don't know what the cover three shell is, it's the defensive coverage where the corners are not up on the line of scrimmage against their given wide receiver. They play a little back, give them five, seven yards, but the thing is quarterbacks and offenses are too good in the NFL to play five, seven yards back. They'll throw six-yard pass, six-yard pass, five-yard pass, seven-yard pass, and they'll keep the possession alive. I feel man-to-man coverage for corners and safeties along the outside and in the slot position is key. This cover three shell has been exposed week in and week out. Some coaches keep going back to it, but man-to-man defense in the National Football League works out better than zone defense. I mean, man-to-man, you got professional against professional head-to-head. Zone, you got to cover an area, and sometimes great players and great quarterbacks can expose that given area. So a little bit on defensive coverages, wanted to educate you guys a little on the defensive side of the ball because defense wins championships and we all know that. That's the NFL for this week. It was awesome. Shout out to my tally people getting that Florida State win over the Miami Hurricanes. Sorry, Air, but uh, big dogs in Tallahassee got it done. Jordan Travis looking like an athlete using his wheels. That was big time. And uh, a little bit about the NBA before I wrap up. It's been pretty predictable. In the NBA, the Nets are near the top in the East. The Warriors are at the top of the West. 
And guess what, guys? Release day is Tuesday, and we have the pleasure of watching the Brooklyn Nets against the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green was joking with Peyton and Eli on uh, Monday Night Football saying, I'm not excited to defend Kevin Durant on Tuesday, and he should not be excited. My prediction, KD goes off for 30. On the Warriors' side, my prediction, Steph Curry goes off for 30. It's going to be a heck of a matchup. You know I'm pumped this time of year, folks. Guess what? NFL rocking and rolling. NBA rocking and rolling. NCAA football. College basketball. Man, we're whining and dining out here. Everyone enjoy their week. Stay tuned with the pod. J.D. out.